You know Versus. what? <laughs> you know what hasn't started yet? Is that yeah, exactly. We're still waiting for that bitch to start. Uh did you guys know that it's the sixteenth anniversary of Malice in the Palace? Yep. I didn't. I saw it trying More to you know. Welcome back to the Coyote Theory Podcast where it feels so good to be back. I'm so excited that you're back. Like It's your host. You can you can keep going. So I was I, I didn't realize how much like you really steered the podcast. Like I had an idea until all of a sudden it was on me and Jordy to do it and I was like, oh fuck. TZ really is like <laughs> pretty awful. TZ fucking is like the flypaper. He keeps us down to that fucking rails and he keeps us moving. <laughs> <laughs> it's your host, TZ, aka young TZ. It ain't easy being wheezy. <gasps> aka young hove E. Oh, aka Childish Bambino. Mm. AKA by Racial Angel. Got a wet one with Black Dad. Bing. AKA. And a wild man like Chubbs at Detail. Back when Ricky was doing up Teasdale, I was doing dinner with TZ. No matter what Drake no says, I never had dinner with TZ. Mm. Never. AKA Fat Mayor Trump. of Smack City. <gasps> Smack City. AKA Tubble Gump. Tubble Gump. AKA Fat in the Hat. Fat. AKA Chris Griddleton. AKA. <laughs> I get it. I, it Thank took you. me a minute. I got there, though. <laughs> Fucking Liger academics Woods. and Iman Shumpert. Sorry. <laughs> AKA <laughs> David Ortiz. Mm. AKA Young Digerati. Yes. AKA Paji Beats. Mm. AKA. Chuck Master Flex. Drop a bump. AKA Grill Zaddy. Crazy God. AKA Fresh Prince of Trenton Indian Service Area. AKA He Different. Mm, He Different. AKA Orlando Magic. Mod of the Year four times in a row across two channels. Neither have been streaming. (laughs) <laughs> A.K.A. CEO of the Silly Goose Club. <laughs> A.K.A. TZ McTeaserson. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Your 2032 presidential nominee. A.K.A. Whoa, TZ. Whoa, Whoa TZ. TZ. And I'm here with the homies. It's your boy Tyrell, a.k.a. Ishtamaza, a.k.a. Tyree Irving, a.k.a. Strong, Tall, and Handsome, a.k.a. You Best Believe I Churn, a.k.a. DJ Letter Grade Deduction, a.k.a. Coming in White Woman Like My Name Baby Bunk, a.k.a. Suzuki Spliffy, a.k.a. Color Selector, Color Corrector, a.k.a. Glizzy God, a.k.a. Number One Runner But I Don't Run, a.k.a. The Reason We're Recording on a Thursday, a.k.a. Chairman of the Rockefeller Reservation, 
aka Louis Von Squid Wielding Schnauzers, aka mm. modding Twitch from the trunk of a clapped up Crown Vic with peeling paint and blown shocks. Haven't had to go find a fucked up Crown Vic in a while. My, my boy hasn't been streaming. Bro, them DMC. AKA, bigger disaster than a Subaru sliding sideways through the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. R.I.P. the Snoopy Float, you will be missed. No! AKA, yuck! I feel like I'm going to burp and throw up at the same time because I've been so excited yelling out people. There's been more people that have popped up in this chat that I've wanted to interrupt. GCJ is asking where the strippers are. And uh, <laughs> I see the polls. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, what up? Young Yo, Shake, Fam, TJ, Kaducky, Mexican, Simba, AK, Short, Navy, Bowman, Dick, Tai, AK, Black Falcon, AK, Falco, AK, Apple Cheeks, AK, she called me Yoshi, one, two, and call me Jordy, we fuck. AK, Honey Jordan, AK, Hoodie Jordan, AK, she sucked me clean in the Civic, now my kids are on Broadway, AK, Damn Jordy, AK, Mabumabak Jordy, AK, Clairvoyant Falcon, Eve, A Falcon, it's in the wangs. AK, Chef Jordan Ramsey, AK, Jordy B, you know where I'm at, you know where I be. AK, Baby Carrie Dick, but it's not answered a fat deck. AK, Father Yosh, preaching the gospel of the hardwood. AK, Frog Like 31, AK, Big Pot Yosh, AK, Latino Del Rey, AK, it's. AKA King of the Fall Guys, AKA Mayor Lebronto, AKA I'm winning, I'm dreaming, I'm inspiring, I'm silly, so I work hard, I get mine. AKA gotta hear both sides. AKA game six in Boston, game five in Detroit, game six in Cleveland, game seven in Golden State, game seven in San Antonio, game two in Toronto, game one in Golden State, game five in a bubble every single time I get on the podcast. And hey, we haven't streamed in like in like two, two weeks, two. It's two? been a long time. It's been a long time. I'm time coming, but I know this guy has a fat cooch, aka Guff Girl. <laughs> I like that you're including Sky's AKAs in there at the very end now. <laughs> That's fucking Yo, nuts. What if I can, I will fuck up the podcast by giving her a list of AKAs if I have to. Not gonna lie, it was weird not doing the podcast last week, but. Y'all held down just fine without me. With that being said, you know how this goes. We're going to roll right into it. Episode 33. Color of the day today is embers. The word embers makes me think of a fire. And like the like when the when the fire is dying almost, you know, you get the, you know, the those uh, burning pieces that not quite are that aren't on fire but are really really hot. So I would think this color here is like a is like a dark orange, like almost like a brownish to a, to a degree, um, but that you, you can tell that it's 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 like a warm. That's a good description. The only thing I would add is maybe like a a tint of red, a L- little okay. bit more red to the the orange. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the, I'm in the ballpark. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right there. You already know how this goes around here. Well, we had a lot of stuff to listen to, uh, but what did you guys listen to outside of what we plan on talking about today? Uh, I listened to Spirit World Field Guide by Aesop Rock. Um, I don't remember it. I remember him using a lot of words, but like I just, the rest of it, like I, none of it stuck with me. Like he has this whole skit about at the very beginning where he's like, no two journeys to the spirit world will be the same, and, but you should use this guide to like help 
move you along the journey. And I was like, all right, I'm I'm intrigued by what this is going to be. And then I just fucking didn't care about the rest of it. Um, listened to Test of Time by Justin Starling, where, like, mm. I didn't hate it, but I don't remember it. Um, it was just background noise. Uh, apart from that, I also listened to... Um, I went back and I listened to fucking Gang Signs and Prayer and uh, Heavy is the Head by uh, Stormzy. Because I, I don't really have a good reason why. I just really wanted to listen to Stormzy. And, it's, a, it's a heavy week for you. Yeah. But uh, that was all I listened to. The rest of the stuff I listened to is on the docket. So, And I don't want to spoil it. It's on you now, Jordy. Um, <clears throat> I listened to the Fights Don't Matter single by Drakeo the Ruler. And uh, he opens up the song by saying he looks at his wrist two times and caught pneumonia. And I'm lucky I don't make a lot more money because I would have went out and bought a Rolex immediately after that. That's kind of tough. It's like, it's, oh, I fucking know. Like, that is insane. <laughs> like, he gets out of jail. The first thing he records is that shit. Like, what the fuck? Uh, I also listened to London Class by Nux. I thought that was really good. Um, Supply and Demand by Lord Apex and V Don. I was really in my UK ting. Uh, that was really good too. Um, G Way by Joey Fats. <clears throat> I thought that was good too. I was impressed. Because, like, with Joey Fats, it's pretty hit or miss. And it's like the beats are kind of fine and whatever usually that he's rapping over, but sometimes it just kind of gets boring. But I thought he sounded really good over that. Um, TZ sent me this shit earlier today. The Wash Rappers Ain't Legends by Chris Crack, and that was fine. Um, I also listened to some of Black James Blake by Nelson Bandela, which was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, other than that, it's whatever we got to listen to for projects. Um, Hus Kingpin is supposed to be coming out with a project uh, full of uh, beats that sample Portishead. And so I went back and listened to the album Dummy by Portishead, uh, which is a fun listen. Uh, Listen to the Goody Mob album, which I thought sounded dated. Uh, it, it just felt like it was like from like the 90s or something or 80s. It was just, I don't know. It was fine. From the 80s? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> throwing it way back. Like it, it was fine, but I mean, it's, I don't know. It is what it is, I guess. Um, listen to that Nelson Bandela. I really like that. I think beats sound really cool there. Uh, I've been listening to that uh, Chris Crack project that Jordy mentioned. Uh, Sango released oh, a yeah. mixtape. Full of Brazilian beats uh, called Shango. Uh, that shit's pretty cool. Uh, listen to a project by The Mind. Uh, that shit is really smooth. Uh, the b- production on there is really cool, and some of the rapping is actually really good too. So that was a fun listen. Um, I listened to a couple other things as well too. The new Phony People Enjoy Badass song, single is uh, is nice. I like Phony People. Um, and then that should pretty much do it here. Uh, that'll lead us into the docket. Oh, so we just threw out. So you threw out the whole segment where you had bar of the week, huh? You did it one time, and then you just decided <laughs> you didn't want to do it anymore, or what? I mean, it was your segment. 
it didn't really get a lot of uh, a lot of good reviews. I vouched for so you, motherfucker. We're gonna th we're gonna throw it in the back burner. Oh my god, you're a piece of shit. And we'll, we'll bring All right, it since back we're not doing that segment, time. since we're not doing that segment, there was a there was a song I listened to called um, "Might as Well." And in it, he's like, um, oh, what the fuck does he say? There's no lyrics transcribed. So I listened back to this muddy-ass fucking beat multiple <laughs> times just to hear this line. But I'm pretty sure he says, goofy goobers, y'all pussy, turn y'all into loofah. And I was like, what the fuck? Who makes a SpongeBob reference like that? <laughs> like, that is insane. I was like, that shit is so hard. <laughs> It's a hell of a Spongebob reference. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> because it's just insane. Like, who who, who says shit like that? Bro, D the, the Detroit rappers and that, like, the Bay Area and LA rappers that are doing all that punchline shit is fucking insane. Did we ever talk about that <laughs> fucking Spongebob track that TZ sent us? <laughs> no. no. That shit goes hard. It has no business being as fucking hard as it is. Yo. Yo. <laughs> It's from the new Spongebob movie. Um, I'm going to go find it now because I saw that when I texted you guys again uh, today. Yeah, it's called Krabby Step. Sway Lee, Taiga, and Lil Mosey. Yeah, fuck that. I saw the top comment on that was this shit's ass, so I didn't even click on it when you <laughs> sent it in the chat. It is not. Um, it was, it was, it was actually they, fine. Do they ever say new foreign push to start like I'm picking fights? Yo, doesn't seem like the place to do it. Yo, when, but, you know, when you sent me that, I was like, "Holy shit!" I didn't think I was gonna hear a good fucking push to start line in like in the year of our Lord two thousand and twenty, but that is fucking tough. There was another line in that song where he's like, "Thick, <laughs> big thick bit built bitch, she my third down back." <laughs> That's wow. okay. What a line. No! The song is called Aaron Judge. One of the best baseball players of all time. <laughs> but, uh, but, oh my god, it's so insane, dude. Let's get rid There's of these so little, many uh, fucking bars. These mini, oh these mini projects here that we can, we can talk about before we get into the, the thick of it. Uh, Russ released an EP called Chomp. Um, I, Heike, used to listen to a lot of Russ back in the day. <laughs> I'm sorry, bud. Uh, no, seriously, like Russ used to be oh one of the. Oh my god! Used to just put out go ahead, like go take a, go take another week off. Russ, week Russ off. used to put out songs like daily or weekly. Like he was, he puts out a ton of music. Uh, You're saying he was Griselda before Griselda? Crazy, bro. He, TZ is built different. What can I say? He's built like a fucking teddy bear. <laughs> But I stopped listening to Russ, uh, A, because he's a dickhead, uh, and B, because, well, you know, his stuff really didn't get any better. It was it, A lot of it was just the same old, same old. And so, you know, it's whatever. But we have this EP, which was intriguing because it has features from King Crooked, Absol, Primo, Busta, Benny the Butcher, so like some like actual like rappers going into this, so it's like this could be interesting. Uh, production by two first first two songs are produced by Russ. Then you get a primo beat, then you get an alchemist beat, and you get a ninth wonder beat. Uh, this this shit is kind of hot. 
I felt like like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be like completely honest with you, like Russ is rapping. I thought Russ's whole shit was that he was like, I'm completely independent. I make my own beats. I do everything by myself. <laughs> that's, his, that's his entire fucking brand. So like, it's it's crazy to me that like, you're like, yeah, they had, a, they had an alchemist and a ninth wonder beat. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, um, he this this is a a solid collection of five songs, and I am not upset with it. That's fair. Maybe I'll go and listen to it. Maybe this will be my introduction to Russ. <sighs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, next, <laughs> we have uh, <laughs> you know surprisingly enough a country project. Uh, <laughs> Chris Stapleton. I was fully prepared to talk about this by myself and just like... Released an album called Starting Over. It was his first project in three years uh, since his uh, volume one and volume two uh, from a room projects. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't think I've listened to Chris Stapleton like that ever. I mean, I don't really listen to country music like that anymore. Uh, but I've heard Chris Stapleton was supposed to be like pretty good. Uh, his 2015 album Traveler got like really high acclaim of it being uh, solid as well too. Uh, so, I, so I'm gonna be honest, I had no idea what that what to expect here. The only reason uh, I listened to it is because Jordy said yellow flannel, and so I was like, all right, well I, I guess I'll I can go ahead and, and give it a spin. Um, this is the country that I really enjoy listening to. Same. Like this, this feels like this feels like country music that like I grew up listening to. Um, Chris Stapleton uses uh, a lot of like bluegrass and, and rock influence, especially in terms of like the instrumentation going into this. And I really, really enjoyed that much more than a lot of like the the pop and like trap uh, production that you hear like infused into a lot of country music today. I just don't think that, I mean, I, I don't like hearing that that blend going in there because I just, I don't think it sounds, it's, I don't think it sounds authentic in country music from, from what I know anyways. Um, the, the songs that really, really stood out to me were, were Cold, um, Arkansas, Whiskey Sunrise, and um, I think it's Old Friends. This is uh, an album that talks about heartbreak um, and love at the same time. I mean, it's it's kind of a sad listen uh, from a lot of uh, the perspective from from where he's writing and stuff like that. Tyro, I mean, I know you listened to this. What did what did you think? Um, the first time that like I've listened through. Uh Sorry, I have like this fucking versus battle going in like my ears, and all I heard was something about COVID, and we're fucking fifty minutes. It's fucking Stacey Abram is fucking talking. We're fifty minutes in, and this versus battle hasn't started. Going back to Chris Stapleton, um, so I, I've heard a lot of people talk like really highly about him, and so I was like, well, I'll give this a listen because like I do like country music. Um, I just it's specific types of country. And for the most part, like, that, like, pop country that is, like, super popular right now, I don't like. Because that's just, like, hip-hop music that's been watered down for people, for white people who are afraid of black people. And I, I'm not fucking with it. Um, so I'm really happy that this was more blues-inspired. There were tracks on here that felt a lot more like um, a Fantastic Negrito or Gary Clark Jr. track than, like, fucking Florida Georgia Line. 
So I was really happy about that. Um, in addition to the tracks that you laid out, I also really enjoyed Devil Always Made Me Think Twice, Hillbilly Blood, and then uh, I can't remember if it's Watch You Burn or You Should Probably Leave. But like those three tracks, in addition to the ones that you put out, I thought were like hard as hell. Um, and I enjoyed this listen a lot. I listened to this probably yeah, loop, I like, mean, three times. I was going to say, I listened to this like three or four times because it's, I mean, it's, his voice is so easy to listen to. And especially too, like when he starts like singing with a lot of emotion and he gets that like raspy kind of like gruffy mm-hmm, sound, mm-hmm. especially like in the song like Cold. Uh, you, you get it in, in Devil Always Made You Think twice, but like the chorus on Cold is really like where like that, that just like shines for me in the way that he sounds the other thing Um, the other thing about like chris stapleton is that his his lyrics it's not like that fucking generic country shit where it's like lifted truck and my dog and a shotgun like i could fucking i would shoot myself if i had to listen to that like his songwriting is really good his voice is so fucking nice like his songwriting is really, really good on this. I mean, like especially like on a on a song like Maggie's song, which is about like a dog that he found, um, and then it kind of takes you through the life of it, and then talking about like the dog dying, like like just the progression it, in terms of like the way that like these songs develop is so nice. Maggie's song is so like crazy because it's generic country content, but he has made it engaging, mm-hmm. which like. I can't say about a lot of country artists anymore. I'm yeah, for sure. No, like if you if you enjoy country music or even if you don't, I think that this would be uh, something to at least check out because Chris Stapleton put out potentially one of the better <laughs> albums of the year. Jordan's losing it, and I can kind of see why. Like I said, I also have the versus battle. He's doing an intro. <laughs> He's doing an intro verse to the versus battle freestyle in front of Young Cheesy. Yeah. And, he, and it's a diss track. <laughs> well, my, my you better pull yourself together because you're I gonna... can't. I've been laughing so hard at big, thick, built bitch third bound back. But instead of saying bitch, I've been saying TZ internally and I can't <laughs> stop laughing. <laughs> Well, this next this next artist here, you have to talk about. You were a running back when you played football, and it's it's so funny to me because you're a big, thick, built bitch, and you are TZ, my third down back, bro. How do you feel about that, TZ? How do you feel about being Jordy's fucking third down back? Is that a title you're you're proud of? Is that gonna be added to the AKs? You know what? We can mix it in there somewhere. <laughs> Just that's an AKA somewhere. <laughs> NBA young boy. Holy fuck! I'm not ready for this. They're starting. <laughs> okay, I'll mute it. You're gonna have to talk because I have nothing to say about this. Um, I'm I'm I am not. I can't do this shit right now, dude. I I say I misunderstood what uh, it meant in the docket. So like I have no notes for this. I was just gonna piggyback off of Jordy. Okay, um, this this tape was supposed to be like a YouTube only exclusive, but apparently it just got like shipped out to every other platform, which is like whatever, because I was gonna listen to it either way. Um, Isn't this his like second project in like three weeks? 
Oh, it's that's it's fucking. I don't know. I just I can't keep track. He drops music like crazy. Like, oh, Damn, he's fucking, like Russ. Crazy. These southern rappers are insane with their output. Same with like Lil Uzi Vert and Future and just everyone. We're getting way too much music. This is gonna be like fucking. What year was it? 2016 Migos or was it 2017? Either way, where we were just like fucking burnt out on them. But um, I've listened to this project probably like six or seven times, and I think it's really good. I really like it. It's just perfect background music for me when I'm coding or when I'm doing anything. My head bobs the entire time. NBA Youngboy has an incredible fucking ear for beats and also for his melodies. And he leverages his singing voice, which isn't like good, but... It sounds good every single time he uses it. Um, on a round, he has a really high-pitched chorus, which is fucking chef's kiss. Uh, it's super I duper high. Hated it. <laughs> I love it. I like I like it so much. Um, on mask on, another tough melody by him. Uh, and I was I'm I'm really trying to like pinpoint what makes NBA Youngboy so good, and like who because I feel like there's not any writers or anyone that out there that would put him up on this like platform where he's like thought of as one of the greats despite constantly moving numbers every single time he drops and having like an enormous fan base and it brings me back to like um when Gucci Mane and Jeezy who are in the versus battle tonight were coming up like I have never seen a think piece on let's get it thug motivation 101 and I've been waiting for it because it's been super duper influential over the course of time same with like Gucci Mane starting in like 06 07 08 09 like that huge run that he started doing with like mixtapes and like these are like super significant super influential figures in like rap music it's just that like the the voices of media and the people who tend to get those type of jobs that do reviews and shit like that probably aren't coming from those kind of communities and probably aren't giving a voice to those type of people. So it, <laughs> this has been going on with a lot of thinking that I've been doing when it comes to impoverished areas versus like how they're dealing with COVID and how um, rural areas are dealing with this kind of shit or like underrepresented voices. And I was thinking this back to like how NBA Youngboy's delivery is and everything. And it's just, it's weird how there's like this symbiotic relationship between like his, uh, super aggressive verses but then his melodic uh choruses and whenever he's delivering choruses i feel like there's so much emotion in his voice and there's like grief and you can hear pain like when he's delivering the choruses but then it gets right into the verses and it's just fucking tough and it's like it's it, it's like this crazy balance where like these people in these areas are just so complicated and they don't really know how to process their feelings because they've never been taught how to process their feelings exactly but you see like both sides of how these people are probably feeling it where they're going through all this emotional shit and they don't know how to deal with it, which are they in the choruses. But then you have to put on that fake tough guy look that comes on during the verses. And I was like, am I really overthinking this for like an NBA young boy project? But I feel like I, I'm not. I just, I just think that we haven't had the right person to do a writing on this type of shit. Because like I was saying before, there's just never been a person that's come out of this kind of area and wrote about this kind of stuff and like the larger impact or like how they're conveying these feelings of such complicated like and difficult backgrounds. There's definitely a, a dissertation to be written there for sure. Um, I enjoyed this a lot. I listened to it while I was fucking crawling down into my car trying to fix some wiring. 
Um, and uh, the whole time, I was like, man, he sounds fucking good. Like, he sounds really good on this. Uh, you were talking about his singing and how you're like, his singing isn't great, but it sounds good every single time. And that reminded me of um, when we listened to fucking Wolves by uh, Big Sean. And you were like, that Post Malone verse isn't great, but because we finally got some fucking like actual inflection and not just this monotone voice, it sounded tougher in hell. And like that's how I feel about NBA Youngboy whenever he starts to sing, is that it's, like you said, it's not great. It's not like, like if he just released a song that's just him singing, it wouldn't be great, but it juxtaposed next to that like aggressive kind of monotone like uh, kind of flow that he always has. It sounds so fucking nice. Um, I, I didn't really pull any like specific tracks out of this. Uh, but I did enjoy like the whole listen multiple times through. Yeah, he he has such a he knows how to use his voice too, like extremely well, and oh, he yeah. just keeps pumping out music. He's like on a really crazy like Gucci Mane type run right now, with just everything dropping and like his fan base just eating it up. Yeah, this shit ain't for me. We know you like Russ. <laughs> So he opened up with um, one trapper of the year four times in a row. You already know who it is. All right. So next we have Tahid Epps. Oh, Katie's in the house. (laughs) AKA Two Chains. Rapper from College Park. Georgia is back with another album called So Help Me God. Um, Two Chains. Ah, man, what is there to say about Two Chains? I think this is his sixth album uh, that he's put out. And the cover art for this album was designed by him in eighth grade, if you didn't know. I incredible. <laughs> I like I've learned a lot. You sh- you should always learn a lot for Color Theory podcast. <laughs> I tell you what, damn you right. I'm I'm getting like less and less excited for Two Chains project projects. Like the more they get put out, uh, I don't know what it is about it, but it like a lot of. This stuff that he's been put like he's been putting out recently just hasn't been hitting, like I had hoped, like I hope it would be. Um, but like you weren't, for, a, you weren't a fan of uh, rapper go to the league or whatever it was. I thought it was okay. Yeah, but I mean, it's not I thought too. Like I didn't think there was anything like groundbreaking or like had a ton of like repay, replay value. I only think that I think uh, threat to society the ninth wonder beat. Where he's rapping, he's really rapping on that one too. It's like the second song on that project is really good, but yeah, like you're saying, there's not a lot to remember from that. But you know what did? You know what was very memorable? Was Pretty Girls Like Trap. Pretty Girls Like Trap music was very yes. There are a handful of songs in that project that I mean, just say the whole thing. (laughs) It's really good. It's really good. Feel like a really good project, right? So. 
but I feel like this So Help Me God project reminds me a lot of Rapper Go to the League, where I think a lot of this is like really mid. Uh, there's not like not anything that like jumps out to me like production wise. I mean, there's a few songs, uh, but like I don't, I don't. There's just nothing that I want to go back to and listen to. Uh, like the the songs that I liked that, that okay, like, guys, stand out, right? I know which you, one you're gonna say, and I bet I hate it, and I, I hate it. I know well, which one you're thinking of because I know I can already just say it, say it, say that one, say that one. You know exactly which one I'm talking about. Say it. So I like Moneymaker, and I that hate was, it. Hate it. <laughs> that was one of the singles. Uh, really, really enjoyed the the sample that that was used in there. I think you, it's, it's super fun. The band. Um, Yes. Yeah. Yes. See, like see, I, I enjoy that shit. That well, okay. So the thing is, is like I was thinking about why I hated it so much, and I think it's a time and place type of thing. Because it's like when we're in band playing that kind of music, dope. When I'm Hot. at like a sporting event and hear that shit, like dope. When I'm listening to it in my headphones and people are rapping over it, yeah, I don't. Nah, it doesn't work for me. I can't get into it. This <laughs> like, project. At all. This project isn't like the most cohesive because I had the same thing. Where, like, I love the production on that. I love, like, the beat, the, the fucking horns, the hi-hats, the snares. Fuck yeah. Please don't let 2 Chains rap over that. I don't want to hear him rapping on it. Um, Brent Fayez sounds fucking incredible. That was the track I expected you to say that you enjoyed. He, Brent, Brent oh, God, Fayez, no. he, Brent Fayez is that fucking dude right now. He is so... He sounds good over fucking everything. I it feels more like a Brent Fias song because do you notice how well his voice sounds over when it breaks into that quunk 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 and then he like sings the actual chorus out? Like yeah. it's it, it sounds like it was his song that he gave the two chains. Just hey, because it, he just sounds so in it right now. It, it that he sounded phenomenal. I I even think that I even think Kanye sounded fine on that. It's like I I didn't have like have a lot of like quells with the way that he sounded uh, on on that song there. Uh, Quarantine Thick is a fine song. Mulatto is on a heat check right now. She's on everyone's project. She's got features everywhere. Shouts to Mulatto. After that, I think the la- the next song, uh, Tony. Um, I have I have a note for Tony. I think yes. That beat switch to "Like a Pimp" by David Banner is hard. In the second verse, oh fuck yeah, that sounds good, uh, really really good. And then the uh, the YRB song featuring Rick Ross and Schooly, that song actually sounds pretty good as well too. I, I think Rick Ross feels like he is gold on anything he touches, but um, yeah, I I don't know this 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 project was kind of everywhere for me. Um, I really can't get into gray area because I'm not really here for uh, two chains talking about trying to fuck all the women in my family. Oh my god, that's like <laughs> that's, the best part of the whole album. It's so I don't want to hear him talking about trying to fuck my grandma, dude. He doesn't say that. He he says I won't I won't fuck your granny. I just jugged her for the zannies. I know. Well, then why did he say he was gonna fuck her? That's the one person he wasn't gonna fuck. It's the visual. What do you mean? You don't need a name dropper like that. Bro, you had the fucking lyrics in front of your goddamn face and you were complaining because you didn't have that shit for Pink Sifu and Fly Anakin. I am upset about that. Exactly. So get the fucking shit right because gray area is the 
best song on the whole project because the main sample is incredible. That beat the main goes. loop, the main loop is so infectious. The everything behind it and the buildup and the fucking every single time that he says he's gonna fuck my sister, my auntie, everyone. He can fuck my entire family for all I care because that song is so goddamn good. <laughs> that song is incredible. <laughs> like that is the funniest part of the album too. The best part of the album. That song is incredible. I don't know what you're like. Lambo, wrist, and gray area. The production on both of those songs are so good, and they're the, they're easily the best two songs on the entire project. My notes. Yeah, this was a, this was a lot of mid. My notes start with gray area. I agree with TZ. This is a lot of mid. Uh, with gray area, like I said, the beat goes hard. Um, I I enjoyed him being like, I'm gonna fuck your whole family. Like, it's like that. That's there's just something about it that was so fucking fun to listen to. Um, in the first verse, I think it's the first verse, he says, got my heart on Wayne Gretzky. And I'm like, I don't understand what you're trying to, to intimate to me here with this one. Because like, it doesn't make bro, sense. He's got a cold heart, bro. All right. Sure. Love on ice. Key. Kenny beats seven, seven, seven. All right. Christy Yamaguchi. Your love got me goofy. It was just too cultured for me, I suppose. Um, save me goes back to. Like, cause has the the NBA YoungBoy fucking feature, um, and like his verse, NBA YoungBoy's verse gets me fucking going. I love that shit. But like yeah, going back really to good. what I was just saying about his singing, where I'm like, it's not the greatest, but like when he juxtaposes it next to like that monotone flow, it sounds good. In this one, he's singing on the chorus, and it sounds like ass. It is not good because like it's not juxtaposed next to anything. It's not worked in there at all. It's just him trying to sing and i'm like you can't be doing this bro i thought that was ugly sounding too like the transition into his verse i thought it didn't sound good at all uh money maker i already said i, I love that beat i just didn't want to hear fucking two chains rapping on it lil wayne hits like a weird pocket on there and there's a moment where he says make that ass clap but 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 that fucking makes me laugh every single time i hear it because it's like right in time with the fucking um uh the snares and it's just so fucking stupid. Um, can't go for that. The Hall of Notes flo- uh, flip was a weird choice to me. Um, the whole thing sounded really retro. I'm still not sure how I felt about it. I can't go for that. No. Uh, quarantine thick. Um, we hit. Uh, I have one bar that I pulled out of it because I was like, this is something that I would expect on a future track, which is I hate when a pretty girl starts snoring. Parentheses, stop that shit. Because I was like, that's some future level misogyny. Some intro to future level. Um, Tony, I like that that track a lot. YRB. Uh, the interlude in the middle of that is really fucking good from uh, Big Rube. Um, can't believe Rick Ross likes water sports. Uh, sonically, <laughs> this whole album feels like kind of disjointed. Even like thematically. Because, like, there's moments in this where it's, um, there's moments on it at the very beginning where he's talking and it sounds as though he's being, like, braggadocious and being, like, this is, uh, these are the the shit that I've gotten, this is how successful I am, which, great, but then, like, at the end, it's just, like, a hard turn to him being, like, man, the streets are, are, streets are tough, like, it's hard coming up, it's kind of shitty, and I'm, like, I get you can do both of these things. It just feels so fucking disjointed to me. 
and the production on a lot of it doesn't fit at all. Yeah, I didn't love this shit, so I'm not going to really defend it. But I didn't think it was, like, mid. <laughs> um, okay, Lambo Risk, gray area, amazing. Save Me was good. Moneymaker. Okay, Moneymaker to Quarantine Thick, who cares? Primfy, uh, as, like, TZ was saying, amazing. Kanye sounded like shit. Uh, I think cut that out and, like, them trading verses, and that's a good song. Because I thought 2 Chains himself sounded good on there. Like, I thought he fit the beat. It just, it was weird. The back and forth was just weird. It didn't, it didn't work for me. Like, eh. Um, Kevin Gates sounds amazing every time he raps. I've, I've come a way around. I've done like a 180 on Kevin Gates. He's so good. Uh, Free Lighter, shout out to Chief Keef. He produced that shit. They all sound really good on that song. Southside Hove, I hate when anyone samples Dead Presidents. And they also uh, sampled uh, Feeling It. Um, like nobody can touch that song. That song's incredible. But I thought Southside Hove was still pretty good. Um, Tony was good. Schoolie, shouts to Schoolie. Um, but yeah, there isn't a lot of that I feel like I need to defend. I don't think it was bad, but I don't think it was mid either. It was probably just like slightly above that. Like I definitely didn't struggle listening to this. I made it all the way through with no complaints, but I'm definitely not going to sit here and fucking fight for my fucking life over this <laughs> two change project. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Next up, we have Pink Sifu and Fly Anakin are here with Fly Anakin. Uh, Fly Sifus, I'm sorry. I don't know why I want to say Fly Anakin. Fly Sifus. It's a... uh, 22-song project here. It's actually a pretty easy listen. Um, I don't have a ton of notes on this other than this. Every time I listen to this, it feels so smooth to listen to in terms of, like, the way a lot of the production is on here. Um I'm I'm used to Fly Anakin being over some more aggressive and like choppy uh, beats uh, the way that like some of the production that he gets uh, and he's his rapping be a little bit more aggressive and so this felt kind of like a breath of fresh air to hear him over over stuff like this and then Pink Sifu I mean Pink Sifu's put out some some really good stuff as of late. And so I was I was excited to listen to this. Um, there are only I guess I mean there's there's some features on here. You hear uh, Live on here. Uh, Silk Money uh, is also featured on here as well too. Uh, what were what were your guys' favorite songs on here? Because I think that it hit. There's like certain pockets of this project that I think go really really well together. Uh, my, I have three tracks on here that I picked out as like my favorite every on every single listen, and it's uh, "Suitcase Special" because the beat on that is so fucking nice. I love that beat. Richard Pryor, I think, is my favorite track, like just of the whole whole project. And then "Open Up Shop" because "Open Up Shop" sounds so fucking smooth too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this whole album. With the exception of Time Up and the two or three tracks after that, 
um, they all have like the same feel to me, which is like rainy night outside under fucking like the, the salt lamps, like that orange glow or like sitting in like a smoky bar. It's just like so fucking smooth. Um, that like, I don't want to do anything. Like I just want to sit there and listen. And then we hit time up, which feels more like a, it's not exactly, um, upbeat or up tempo. It just feels more like a track where I should be moving as opposed to sitting in one spot. Um, but like, those are the three or four tracks that like, I really pulled out of this on my listens. Um, the singles are really good. Uh, Richard Pryor and Dollar Doctor Dream. Those act those those songs are actually really really good. But um, a lot of this is just like, it's a smooth listen, and they're rapping and it's fine. But it's like what what are we getting out of this that we haven't gotten from <laughs> this type of sound over the last decade? Like I I I don't take anything away from this that's like super special, like. I don't think the bars are that crazy. I don't think the beats are even that like they're good, but they're not like crazy. Like if I want to listen to production like this and get wowed, I'll go listen to a knowledge tape because this is very, very, very knowledge adjacent. But it's just like it's knowledge beats with a lot of the personality stripped out of it that would make them like super unique. So it's it's not a bad listen, but man, I, I feel like the Silk Money interlude always stands out. Cause he's just, he is fucking rapping his ass off on that. And it's such a change of pace. And like, he just has so much more personality than both fly Anakin and, um, pink Sifu are displaying on this project. It, a lot of times their, their verses, they just kind of go, go by. And then you kind of just forget that it happened. It, this project, I've probably listened to like six or seven times and I've never complained once. Like listening, I've ran it straight through every single time. And it's like I get the same feeling as from the NBA Youngboy project. It went by, and I thought it was fine. It's just different lane. I, I mean, I would agree with that because I know, like, I complained to you that there were no lyrics, like, on Genius. And, like, the reason like, I, I really wanted lyrics is because, kind of like you said, every time, like, I listen to this, like, and I probably listen to this a handful of times, like, nothing, like, grabs me, but there's nothing that is like jolting either like it feels like it's just like one like fluid listen for the most part and like what the songs kind of bleed into each other and it just falls into the background very very calmly and like it's hard for me to like grab at or sit through and listen to to like what they're saying especially because a lot of the times too it almost felt like their voices were in the background on some of the production um and I mean, that's fine. I mean, it is what it is, but that was part of the reason why it was tough for me to kind of like try and sit through and li- figure out like what the lyrical content was going through here. But I mean, it's a super listen. Like, like having Liv on here uh, for a couple of the uh, features she had makes a ton of sense having her on there because she sounds really good, um, especially like on Mind Right. She, Mind Right, she sounds solid. Like the, the batches, the trip of tracks that I really enjoy I like basically from Foise's interlude to Mind Right and then um, I like from I think it's uh, 333 Get At Me to Waiting to Get Shot I think like those um, those 
tracks there are really, really good. But like you guys said, I think Richard Pryor is definitely like the like standout track in this because every time I listen, I have to like stop and look because I, that song is sounds so, so good on every listen. Yeah, they did a really good job picking singles because the very last song, the doctor, the Dollar Doctor Dream is really good too. Yeah. Um, shout out Baby Mother because I'm pretty sure that's her on one of those um, interludes. The one where it's like yeah. the girl and it's the extreme southern drawl like yeah. that. Yeah. Shouts to her. We haven't got, we now we haven't got to review your project because it's not on stuff for poor people to be able to access. But, you know, I listened. <laughs> last but certainly not least, we have Nevadius, Demun, Wilburn, a.k.a. Future, and Symir, Bizil, Woods, a.k.a. Lil Uzi Vert, have blessed us with Pluto and Baby Pluto. A 16-track project collab between the two of them here. There's also a deluxe version with eight more tracks on here if that's what you're really going for. Um, well, let me tell you guys, this was this was a tough one for me. This this was this, these were these I'm were shocked. Some, you didn't like some, a future project. These were some tough listens. I think I made it one and a half listens before I decided that was enough for me. Um, this ain't for me. I'm gonna be honest with you. This just, I I can't I can't do this. I I there's nothing that I can take away from listening to this. I I don't enjoy it. It's not fun for me. There's I I didn't even want to go listen to the eight new songs to see if there was anything that I liked out of those. But I texted you and told you there was. You said that it was the best eight tracks out of the 24 of them. That's not true. Because drinking and smoking I've been tweeting about a lot. <laughs> so I've noticed. I'm telling you, that song makes me so emotional. I, 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 uh, I was running on the treadmill the first time that it like, really clicked for me. And I started to have an asthma attack. Because you know like when you start to get choked up, when you start to like cry... I started, tears started like welling up in my eyes and my chest started to like feel like it was being compressed down and I couldn't breathe and I like collapsed. I was like, <gasps> you I was like, good? Yeah, it ain't easy being wheezy in this bitch. And I was just struggling for breath and I was crying, dude. I was crying and it was so, it was specifically because he said my neck on antifreeze. I feel like I made a clown. I was like, why am I so emotional over this? This means nothing to me. But it was enough. <laughs> I literally have I have nothing good to say. So Tyrell is you're gonna have to take it away. Alright. Their voices and like that style they have of like rap singing. It, they complement each other really well. Like, sonically, like, they sound really good together. Um, Marnie on me, the fucking chemistry they have trading bars in those verses is so fucking fly. I love that shit. 
uh, sleeping on the floor. I don't know how anyone likes that song. I like <laughs> it. I, that was the one song I just did not like. Wild. <laughs> I did not like that. I thought it was so lazy because, like, when they were trading back and forth, I was like, in my head, I was picturing them in the studio. And I was like, eh, this is kind of eh, for these guys. And uh, I was watching a streamer who is streaming Pokemon, and they, uh, someone asked them about the album, and they said, Marnie on me. And I was like, really? And then they said, drinking and smoking. I was like, ah, okay, you get it. You get it. Drinking and, and smoking <laughs> is like, fucking number one on this yeah like it's fucking but marnie on me every single time i just can't i i personally just cannot get into that song and i've tried like i've tried um stockholm syndrome a lot of the songs i didn't like and forcing it down to see if i could like do it like you know how like young navigator we've been able to do that for me yeah um <laughs> and so me at like, this maybe, point fuck maybe it. marnie yeah, maybe Marnie on me, but it's just like, uh, I, I can't really get into that one. Yeah, I, I still enjoy it. Um, sleeping on the floor, they were fucking flowing on that shit. Like, they, they're fucking going. Real Baby Pluto. Um, fuck, I didn't write down who said any of these bars. I want to say this one was Future. Uh, give, me, give me some top and the drop on a bean, hit the turbo car, do the Billie Jean. I was like, fucking fly. Fucking hard. I love that. Uh, drinking and smoking. Holy fuck is that beat good. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, they both sound so good on that, too. God, that mm, fucking beautiful track. Chef's Kiss. Uh, Million Dollar Play is fucking hard. I love the chorus on that one. Because um, that's the one where it's like, shoot him up, shoot him up, shoot him up. And I'm like, yeah. Pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up. Yep. Pull up. <laughs> uh, what the fuck You know what I'm sipping a syrup? You know what? <laughs> It, I'm trying to remember what the third one is, but it's like FN's Glocks and another fucking... FN Glocks and Dracos, then yep. we ain't not the same. I've, okay, you can tell I listen to this a ton. I'm oh, not yeah. even looking up shit. <laughs> um, plastic. Again, I think this is a future bar. Uh, I went California... Or I went California, Rari, yeah, Raphael Sadiq. Fucking sick-ass Tony, Tony, Tony reference. Um, that's it. Shout out Wheezy. This album was way more deserving of your beat than that fucking Young Navigator <laughs> project we listened to. Hey, okay, like, come on, guy. <laughs> L- I agree with you, but I just, I'm gonna be the person to defend Nav. I, I'm <laughs> so aware. I'm not gonna allow Nav slander on here unless it's from Teasy. I His opinion. <laughs> I have been Stockholm syndrome by Nav at this point. I feel like I'm allowed to criticize him freely. Um. Lullaby. This is one of like the two solo, pro- or solo songs. Um, I didn't have any notes for futures, but for lullabies, Lil Uzi Vert, it feels like he hits that pocket on there sometimes. But there's other times on that track where it feels like he's just fucking bulldozing through the beat. Um, it just I'm very torn on that one because I, I like the I like the little sample that's going on in the background, whatever that vocal loop is that they have going. Yeah, I really like that. And I, like, like you, like you're saying, like he'll hit that pocket where he'll like pause his flow and then start it, and he'll do it a couple times, and it sounds really good. But then sometimes he'll just like, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> like, like a freight train through it. Yeah, it's, it's like driving down a gravel road, and like sometimes it's fucking all washboardy and shit, and all of a sudden you hit this spot of pavement, and you're like, oh god, this is so nice, and then you hit that fucking gravel again, and you're just like, fuck. Oh, those are the and they're the worst types of roads because they always happen like on the right outside the city when you have to go on like a dirt road and like back on the pavement, back on the dirt road. The fucking worst. Yep. That's what the song is like. Um I don't want to break up. Future singing sounds good. I enjoy it. 
but it feels it doesn't feel like that track belongs on here it doesn't feel like future or like a future or Lil Uzi Vert song it feels like they're just trying to bite off like Juice World or like Triple X Tentacion's bullshit and I was just I wasn't here for that one moment of clarity they both sound so fucking smooth they flow so nice that over that really beat good. that beats yeah. fucking beautiful um, I listened to that on my drive back on Sunday night and mm-hmm. that track came on like right as the sun went down so like there's just like a little bit of glow in the air still and I was fucking hauling ass like weaving in and out of traffic and it fit so perfect it felt so natural to be listening to that that track in that moment uh overall I enjoyed this listen I didn't listen to I listened to one track off of the deluxe uh pro, or deluxe album and it was the very first track on there tic tac yep they are fucking moving on that track that I know so fast <laughs> I have in my note tic tac goes hard yeah yeah I was like holy fuck I'm like this is this is tough uh, the, the, I hate this deluxe shit and I know it's a hundred percent they every year there's a new ploy to increase album sales after like once we started transitioning to streaming so it was like first it was like because you're not going to move physicals anymore because no one buys a fucking cd maybe you'll buy the vinyl but it's not like you're going to move units with vinyls so then it was like oh what was it it was like bundling all of your shit with like your concert tickets or with merch mm-hmm. and that's how it like nav sold a hundred and some k last time and then with this wheezy project he sold like 43k like that's a fucking enormous drop and that's because like billboard started like counting shit different and so now it's like because you have to get like a thousand plays on a track for it to count as like an album as like an album sale it's like we'll just throw on the deluxe and we'll just start fucking tacking those totals up and try to push up the numbers so it's just fucking weird that being said the deluxe songs are pretty good tic tac goes super hard heart and pieces the bubbly synth driven bouncy beats are like uzi's fucking home he sounds incredible on that kind of shit and that that shit's euphoric and they both sound so good on that song same with like baby sasuke i'm guessing that's how you say that shit i don't watch naruto um you got it and shit the chorus is fire he says yeah i'm balling tony kukoc that's nothing that means nothing when i say it but when you hear him sing it like my nose starts to bleed uh he says baby sasuke not naruto i think his knowledge of naruto is about the same as mine just based off that line alone oh yeah uh which is none uh for the regular uh version stripes like burberry was a good start but then it takes like a dive because coming into like these uh group i was gonna call it a group project it's too but um (laughs) whenever it's like a collab between a rapper and another rapper i think my expectations have been lowered a lot just because like when you go back to um fuck what was the future and drake one called um what what was that shit called yeah that shit then it's just started down it was like a downward slope because it's like the quality of music that ends up coming out from there is you'll get like maybe three to four really good songs but then the rest it just kind of seems like they were in the studio and it's like ah fuck it we'll just do this shit and then they release it and that's how i felt with like uh marley on me and like all the songs up until the first zaytoven track and i can't remember exactly where it is because it's right before uh drinking and smoking <sighs> but that song was really good 
Um, God. <laughs> Drinking and smoking is so fucking good, dude. <laughs> I was about to say, what What do you have to say about drinking and smoking? I don't know. I don't want to start crying in front of you guys. Um, <laughs> Would it help if we turn off our mics? Or not, not our mics. If we turn off our cams? No, because my camera's still on. <laughs> I need to be the one to turn off the camera. You can pretend that we're not watching if our cameras are off. Okay, but anyway. Everything about drinking and smoking is so good. From the guitar loop to just like the entire buildup into the chorus and the way the future sounds going into the chorus. When <laughs> all he has to say is like the dumbest shit. Like fucking, um, it turns me on the way she's sucking on my stones. My chain's on antifreeze. It feel like I made a clone. And I'm just so emotional. I don't... I have been thinking about that line since I fucking actively heard it last Friday. <laughs> I, so, when I was picking out lines to like write down in my notes, I had that one written down initially. The reason I took it out is that when I was going through Genius and I read it, like just fucking read it normally, I was like, what the fuck does this mean? That's and what I'm so saying. Like I, I don't out, know. But like, I don't know. Because I, I don't get the, um, I, okay, so chains on antifreeze, clearly it's iced out. Yeah. Iced out, it's cold. We know what antifreeze does. It feel like I made a clone. Is it because he's cold hearted and the chain is cold? Like, is that what the metaphor is? Either way, his, this line is better than every single line on the Pink Sifu uh, Fly Anakin project <laughs> and that's it. those guys are trying to rap <laughs> so that's just that's a lot right there because i'm fucking i don't know if he's like if it's something i'm just not getting or if it really is just fucking nothing either way it sounds amazing when he says she called me messiah the way i floated in her ocean i was like that line could be even better if you would have said poseidon because it fits too, when you say Messiah, you can also say Poseidon, and it still like fits the rhyme scheme and everything like that, and then it just takes it up another level because it actually makes even more sense. Yep. Like the line, because like in the ocean, like fucking water and shit like that, and tying it right to Poseidon. I was like, yeah. The um, the Uzi, the Uzi intro into that verse is so good too. When he's just like, I done went from GG to BB to LV. I done fucked with Kiki and Lili. To Mimi? It's fucking nothing, but it's the way he says it. It's literally just the way that he says it every single time that comes in that I'm just like fucking incredible. <laughs> I too wish I was fucking Kiki, Lily, and Mimi just so I could relate to that. Man. Because <laughs> I'm not going to buy a fucking Burberry and Louis Vuitton. Why the fuck would I ever need that? But man, Drinking and Smoking is probably the most amazing song I'd ever heard in my life since Do Your Deed from last week with Nav and Saw Baby. So it's been a very strong, it's been a very strong last two weeks for songs that I've been emotionally attached to that I shouldn't be. Um, both of those songs have been played at least 25 plus since the time of them being dropped. Bro, are you good over there? I am fine. It's just every day you got to run that shit back. Do your deed. <laughs> Get to the nut like a sunflower seed. That pussy went out that little holding pee. I'm not going to repeat the whole song because I do have them memorized. Anyway, next song, Million Dollar Play. Shout out Zaytoven. Shout out Buddha Bless That Beat because, wow, that beat is actually so good because, like, Uzi comes in when the beat hasn't dropped. 
But the second, right before the beat drops, there's that little bass line where it's like, dung, dung. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> like the bass, the bass line in that is like, one of, is like the perfect like string bass that they could have chose for that song to like set it up and everything. Tyrell already uh, mentioned it, but the chorus is extremely strong on that song. And then when it, right before the future verse, when he's like, pour up, pour up, pour up, pour up, pour up, and then he coughs and then he pours up, I get emotional again. And I'm just like, oh my God, like, how does he do this? <laughs> get emotional again. In in his verse, he also, he does, he's like, drinking out oil, I'm down in my pill. But then he does like this weird pause in the middle of his, in like that line. And he goes, count it up, get it delirious. And like the beat cuts out right there too. And it's just so fly. It reminds me of when we did the uh, Spillage Village project. And there was like that one jid line inside of Baptize where it was, um, oh, what the fuck was it? TZ knows exactly what I'm talking about though, because we did talk about it on the podcast. It was in, it was jid's verse in Baptize that one specific time where he like does that weird flow switch up and then he continues it in his verse and it stands out every single time he says oh, it. Oh yeah. That's okay. the type yeah, of, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I just don't remember exactly what it is. Cause I haven't listened to that song in a while, but, um, that's the same type of like flow switch just in the middle of the verse that like catches my attention but it sounds so good when it happens that it's like it's you need that shit in your songs if you want to pull in like adhd add people that aren't paying any attention to what's going on because it'll like suck you right back into the verse so then you start paying attention to the rest plastic grow on me off that the chorus is fire i like this a lot paddock was on the deluxe uh i looked at my um most listened to songs over the entire year and before this project even dropped, Paddock was the third one on that list <laughs> behind Giraffes and Elephants by Saw Baby. <laughs> and then uh, a Pierre Bourne song. <laughs> Yo, speaking of Giraffes and Elephants, did you see the the giraffe that was named after Ja Morant? Yeah, I saw that. It's called Ja Raff. <laughs> but yeah, I thought this project was kind of mid. But the, the highs, the highs on this shit were so fucking high. But there's just so much just like whatever shit in here too. And what's crazy is I've talked so much, but it's literally only been about two songs and how they've been fucking with my emotional equilibrium and just sending me on a fucking tear. (laughs) The fucking whiplash that I felt in my heart when you said, anyway, I thought this project was made after just fucking sucking its dick for the last 30 minutes. I only did the two songs. Okay, so like if if the deluxe hadn't dropped like yesterday, I feel like Heart and Pieces would have been in there easily. Because that song, the first time I heard that too, I was like, fuck. My heart started beating a little bit faster. And I was like, yo, someone get me a Zanny. I'm going to pass out. Like, looking back, like, yeah, you're right. You talked, You only talked about two songs. But like. You talked about them so fucking extensively that I just because I love those songs album. so much. <laughs> they are so good. Paddock, don't get me started on Paddock. Three ninety two cents up with a set. I count a million right here on my lap. Bought into spider didn't take up the plastic. <laughs> I, I hop into fourth. Yeah, yeah, I hit the dash. I love That's that. another song where I get really emotional and they're talking about crocodile shoes hit the pedal when I gas it. I w- when am I ever going to have alligator shoes or crocodile shoes and when am I ever going to be in a spider and fucking put my foot on the accelerator and go like never. But yet that shit, that shit, I'm not going to say that. That's like three year goal. I put it on the list. Put it on the list. Um, <laughs> you Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. But yeah, that song. You want me to put wow, a fucking- that song. An Alpha 4C spider on the list? 
Yes, and then alligator shoes have to go with it, like in parentheses. Yeah, all right, all right, it'll go on the list. But there's like there's a specific line in that song, and I don't know if I can say it on the podcast. <laughs> but every single time Future says it, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> what's the What's the line? I can't say Wait. it. I can't say it because I don't know if it's offensive or not. <laughs> say it, and you can bleep it. Yeah. No. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> it's not even that bad. Okay, it might be that bad. But every single time he says, my bitch the Indian style, smoking on rust by the pal. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> I'll just forget that, like, like, it always kind of leaves my mind how common the phrase sitting Indian style is outside of, like, native communities. Because, like, for That's us, what I'm just, saying. Like it's just like yeah, you just sit down and or like you sit down like cross-legged, but like other cross people are like applesauce or whatever you call it. Then just light it up. But yeah, then like everywhere I've gone, they're like yeah, you said Indian style. I'm like huh? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. And my best, <laughs> when he says it every single time, I'm just like fuck, that's good. <laughs> Turn a dime to a quarter. Block hot, rich porter. Are you done? My rods are important. <laughs> Paddock is so good, dude. Yeah, TZ, you better you got to move us along. Thank we're at, we're at an hour eight. It's just been me laughing the entire you've been time. Talking like about, I'm fucking, you've been talking about like the same two songs for like fifteen minutes. Well, you could stop me. <laughs> What's next get, on the docket, TZ? Uh, I I just, I just want to ask. We have to go another hour too. By the way, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want to ask Jordan, you know, uh, why the reason why he hasn't been streaming. Oh, I haven't been able, um, haven't been able to do my job so. Uh, I haven't streamed because like I want to play music when I'm streaming and like the DMCA's have just been coming down way too hard. The DMCA literally everything. They like the DMCA is fucking archaic as shit, and it is. It's so fucking trash. It's so stupid, and it's like none of it makes sense in like a larger sense or even on a business sense. It's just that they just want to own their property and just never distribute it unless you're buying it directly from them and then listening to it straight from there. But it's been so garbage for like a decade now. It yeah, and like just recently, within like the last month, three weeks, like the fucking the DMCA notices have been coming down like a lead dick on like streamers' faces, and it's just fucking. It it's been bad. Like I miss watching Jordy stream, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, it's probably best that he doesn't, because he will get fucking DMCA'd. Um, there was yeah, one streamer. And I can't stand like playing any of the games that I play without listening to music too. Cause it's just like when it's like you die, rinse and repeat, and it's like trial and error type of shit, just over and over and over. It's like I need something that's like well, even <laughs> keeping me going. Even just playing like fucking normal ass games. There was one streamer who got hit with a DMCA notice because one of the sound effects in the game was like copywritten and it was the sound of a fucking grandfather clock going off. And so like 15 minutes of their stream was muted because of this fucking clock. Like, just the DMCA is just a fucking shit show. Yeah, it's so, it's just so stupid. It's so garbage. And Twitch, Twitch is like, they're, they had like, uh, they sent out an email. And they were like, just the, mute it. Yeah, they're just like, just don't do it. That's, that was their solution was literally just don't do it. And it's just like. Because people were like, well, what about like, games that we play where it's licensed music and twitch was like just mute the game 
fuck it. Yeah. That was in the um, my text bubble, and for some reason I didn't hit enter whenever I pulled it up that day. It's so crazy hearing little TJ and Pop Smoke go back and forth on the last chorus of Mood Swings. Well, the content of what they're saying, but singing it together is just weird. It is. I, I'm curious to know like what the fucking... How that related back to what we were talking about earlier in the day. Oh, it wasn't. It's just I heard the song again. Where, did it, was it rattling your windows again? No. There, there was a day that I heard the Sniper Gang freestyle, the second part of, in the YouTube video from 22G's, outside, and I was alarmed. It was almost the same as the day that I heard King Von being played outside. I'm like, who the fuck is listening to this shit yo, in this state? Yo, I know, who, I know who it is. It's that fucking Scion TC that parks out front and just fucking sits there and rattles its windows. Like that day there's we no went to Kroll's. No, there's no way it's them. It, it's no gotta to be. Who the it. fuck else? Yeah, fuck them. Did uh, y'all see that Lil Wayne is facing 10 years? That's, that's actually kind of nuts. <laughs> fuck him. Uh, he's charged with possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. <laughs> fuck him. I don't, I don't give a fuck about him. He was flying. It's crazy that it took this long. He was flying with a gold-plated handgun in his luggage. You're just asking to be caught at that point. He's coming back from a Trump rally or some shit. I'm sure. I don't fucking know. <sighs> Jordan, do you remember all of the lights? Yes, I, I remember all of the lights. Teasy. The, uh, the song off of Kanye West's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Oh, I thought it was the song off of the, uh, the Black Panther Gatorade soundtrack. commercial <laughs> during the 2015-2016 uh, NBA season. So all the lights went quintuple platinum here this week. Um, every time I hear that song, I cringe. Every time. Because fuck Gatorade for incorporating that into their commercial and playing it on every single sporting event commercial break. And it was just one of the worst, just one of the worst like renditions of the song that they could have done. And it, it, it was so sickening hearing it every single time. It's up there with, for you. Isn't that up there with that Arby's commercial? Because weren't they coming out? Weren't those two out at the same time? God, the Arby's one was Arby's was on one for a while there. Seriously, but it, was it was it around the same time as um the Andersons got tickets to the game? How'd they get tickets? <laughs> God, yo, he's like the, the Andersons get COVID at the game. <laughs> These funny. He's talking about these fucking ads. Is like triggering like PTSD for me. Like, I am just fucking flash, like, just vivid flashbacks to these fucking commercials. Don't, 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 don't do it. Don't. You hate it. You're just doing it to yourself. It's, it's like this every, like, sporting, like, season, though, when the commercials, when you watch nationally televised game, then you just, you see them shits all the time. It, like, what was the one this last season that I kept texting you about, and I said that I fucking hate King's Hawaiian Rolls, because they were making a fucking pizza out of them. Who makes pizza out of King's Hawaiians? Who wants pizza on King's Hawaiian bread? And then the entire family shows up and they open their bags like they really want that shit. Nobody. There's not a single person out there that wants a fucking pizza on a piece of bread. I, 
I feel like I went over to your place one day because you were cooking something, and I just that commercial like it barely started. We're less than like three seconds in, and I just hear Jordan from the kitchen. He's not even watching the fucking TV. Fuck Kings Hawaiian, like loud as shit as he's fucking like hunched over the stove. I fucking hate that commercial, but I love the Geico commercial with Rocky and Bullwinkle. I remember that one too. <laughs> Because you stopped everything we were doing. We were in the middle of a conversation, and you were like, shut, shut up, shut up. We have to watch this commercial. And we watched it. Like, you it. have to watch his face. I was like, you have to watch his face. And then it shows the squirrel's face. This isn't good podcast talk. It's not. You have to, it's a lot of visual shit. No. <laughs> uh, oh, there. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. You... You almost erased the hierarchy of references. No, I was trying to highlight it because I was going to be the next topical reference, but then my Discord started freaking out. So I'm going to let Tyrell do that while I restart Discord. All right, Matt. All right. So I'm not going to give you like the full backstory for how this came up because there's a lot that went into it. But there was a discussion, and I had two memes, and one it was the fucking... Um, the fox from Robin Hood when he's like pretending to be a beggar and it's just a screenshot of him and one of them says fuck hang on give me a quick second I gotta pull up the, the picture I thought I could just do it off the dome okay so one of them is him holding like the cup and it says may I please get a crumb of pussy and then the other one is the same image but it says spare coochie spare some coochie man <laughs> and I sent it to a friend of mine to get her opinion on these fucking memes. And she told me that Coochie is more sophisticated. Mm. And I just, I haven't stopped thinking about it. And it's been like a week and a half. Like it has been, like this happened right before. Oh no, I can't have that. It's been at least a week. It's been a while that this has been in my fucking head. And I want to know what your guys' thoughts are. Is Coochie the pinnacle of the pussy hierarchy? You the Coochie man? <laughs> yeah, do whatever the Coochie can. <laughs> it's the only oh thing that I can God. think of. That's the only thing that comes to my mind. Coochie is not sophisticated. For Let's throw that out there. I'm watching Snowfall right now, and they actually threw out a Coochie reference in there. Crazy. So, um, but I still don't, I don't think it's sophisticated. I would definitely not describe the word Coochie as sophisticated what, well, the, what would be the sophisticated word to use I mean labia sugar walls sugar walls <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ I I want you to know that like I put this in specifically because of because homegirl used the word sophisticated and I was like but it's not I don't think there's a sophisticated way to refer to it Cause there's not a sophisticated. What would be the sophisticated way that you would refer to Dick? Uh, Johnson. <laughs> You're Johnson. What would be the female version of Johnson? You're Jill. This is my hand, my Jill. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I said Jordy was just waving at us. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like I got. And nothing else for this. I just needed to needed people to know that there's at least one person in the world 
who believes that coochie is more sophisticated than pussy. Well, pussy's not very sophisticated. <laughs> it's not. You're, you're not wrong. Again, <laughs> look, I stand that's by a, like... That's a different conversation. I stand by labia being at the top, though. Like, if you're trying to be sophisticated, like, labia's got to be up there. Sugar walls. Sugar walls. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the... Skip the one right below it. That is a personal conversation on the side that I just need a list of stuff for that. Do we want to talk about slop top and tap out? We got to talk about tap out at the very least. (laughs) Just because, like, tap out fucking lived and died, like, lived and died in a fucking blaze of glory. It got. It was the number twenty trending topic in the world yeah. <laughs> last night. Like I said, like, tap out. Like that shit hit like fucking a peak. Get it, get it, get it, get it. And then it it disappeared. <laughs> you want me to fucking introduce tap out? Yeah, we're already here. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> Teasy's out. <laughs> Teasy will come back when we get to the Zach Fox freestyle. <laughs> oh God. All right. So um, so this woman on Twitter. Because Twitter has introduced the fucking voice tweets. And so she she put out a tweet. The tweet has been deleted. I don't know if it's by her no! or by Twitter's. But it the, had to have been by Twitter. Yeah, I cannot access the tweet. Um, so I don't know when it was. But it was a voice tweet. And the text with it was, he stopped by for a mouth hug. And it's just her fucking giving that man some sloppy toppy. She is like going for it. And it's like two and a half minutes. It is a a long clip to be listening to someone fucking slurp on that cock. <laughs> Yo, it was so. I first off, I couldn't believe when I saw. It. I I didn't think it would get to where it did today. Because when I got in on that tweet, it was below one k. <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, this is fucking nuts." Because I was like, "What?" First off, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I started skipping through it because I was like, there's no way. Like, it's this the whole time. <laughs> it absolutely is. Right up until two minutes. Is. Bro, get it, get it. <laughs> the two-minute mark. Motherfucker's up there like, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. And she, like, takes a quick breath. She, like, stops. She's like, tap out. <laughs> and, like, she just starts going back in. And I'm like, holy fuck. She said tap out. Oh god. So so this 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 tweet starts making the rounds, right? Zach Fox retweets it and he says, I'm about to freestyle over this. And it gets a bunch of engagement. People are like, haha, whatever. And then Black Mass retweets and responds, Let's go. And he has a link to a track to to an audio file called Infinity Gauntlet Neck. It's fifty one seconds. <laughs> And this motherfucker took that, took homegirl fucking giving some sloppy toppy and looped it and put a beat over it. And it sounds pretty fucking tough. <laughs> the 808s hit just right. Oh, fuck and yeah. Then, and then our Lord and Savior, Zachary Fox, blessed us with a freestyle over it in which he is rapping in the same style and manner as Megan Thee Stallion. I couldn't figure out who it was, but then I listened to it again and I was like, fuck, that's the pocket he's hitting. And but he... 
he is fucking in that pocket. It sounds fucking good. He is good. rapping, rapping on that too. Like he, he's actually really like the bars are actually really. The good bars are good. In that. What, what the fuck was <laughs> yeah. it? I'm not gonna moan. I'm gonna scream at the top of my lungs like courage the cowardly dog. Courage the cowardly dog. Or when he's like, um, oh, what the fuck was the um. She's gonna suck on my dick till I'm paraplegic like that, like Drake and Degrassi. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucking crazy. There, there was another line too, right before that. Ah, uh, I I can't remember. I was gonna read through the fucking tweets beforehand, like I was gonna have them pulled up, but fucking press F's in the chat because Twitter came through and got rid of the goddamn uh the the upload. Oh my god, I need to find the line though. That part makes me laugh too! But it's like, it's are you gonna moan? Hell no! Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yo, when he's like, I want my balls to be empty like Fresh Prince House in the last episode. Yo, <laughs> that's the one I was trying to think of. I just, someone uh, responded because when, uh, at 4.54 p.m., Zach Fox said, damn, Twitter took down my freestyle. All I wanted to do was make throw a tree. Um, someone responded with it and just said, this will never die. Oh, my fucking God. That's Zach someone, Fox. Someone typed up the whole fucking the lyrics. God, I love that shit. That is Fox. so crazy. That he he's fucking rapping his ass off. That shit's crazy, man. He that shout out to the dude that got the fucking soul sucked out of him or whatever the fuck, bro. My my favorite thing was that when he posted the the freestyle in another tweet, like replying to it. It was uh, beat by Black Mass, Throat Symphony by, and then he had uh, Homegirl's Twitter. Is there anything else we'd like to discuss before we throw it to the Twitter segment? Um, you got anything, Jordy? Right. Twitter segment! So, our boy, Redacted. He gave us some fucking heat over the last week. And I'm glad that I was screenshotting because he did what he has become known for, which is drop some fucking fire-ass tweets and then go back and delete them hours later. 8.32 a.m. on November 17th. Jeez, I hope that brown girl at Treat Street has shoes by now. Was standing in line at uh, Northern Inn years back, and there was a girl in a white black cow suit with no shoes on the asphalt, and it was in 20s. And just like we say it every single time, the fucking imagery that this man gives us. This is one that I sent Jordan right away. Because another Twitter account said, What was the name of that super crazy house? And this man quote tweets it. There was the beast off university in Roosevelt Elementary. Never got invited to parties, except one time by that girl who helped kill that guy right after high school. 
but the beast was ran by this nice blonde with a big forehead. I never knew her name, but I just showed up there a couple times. Layers. So many layers. I should have ended with that one. You don't get that. You you can't get that shit in like an Edgar Allan Poe poem or any of that shit. Like you you don't get that depth and you don't get that range. Like that. He just fucking drops that in there too. It's just in parentheses and then he just fucking finishes out the tweet. We, I will never get context for that. Uh, just got 91% rubbing alcohol and I got four small town stores in mind to fall back on after the masses ravaged the shelves. Jeez, had to delete this girl cousin for speaking down on Juice World. Never said shit about this individual trying to be just cool local bar hopping and complaining about being lazy and depressed until now. This is also a wild one because it came right after a, a we- tweeting a link to a weekend song. And he just says, my homework. I forgot to do my homework. One year and a half later, Office Max, Office Depot has finally announced my part-time application was reviewed and declined. I will no longer get to live out my favorite short film by Chance the Rapper, Mr. Happy. I want to point out that that is the only tweet that I've ever read, read from him where he has spelled every single word correctly and used normal human, like, fucking rules of writing. Bro, that's... He, he, he's trying to catch us off guard. He really is. I what should, if he just, like, skips to this portion every week? I hope he he's does. Like, Why? He's like, fuck, I wonder which one... There's no way he would be like, fuck, yo, which one is next? It would be way more mellow and cool. Yeah, no, he <laughs> he would know, like... He, he wouldn't ask the question. He would just automatically know. Um, I just pulled up his uh, Twitter to see, make sure I didn't miss any. Uh, he retweeted, um, San Francisco police and the blue Honda are still out on Fillmore Street after a chase and crash about 3.30 a.m. today. Keeps me up to date with the news, man. Top oh, 10 t- that's, a, that's, that's what it's at. That's what his handle's for, bro. Top three Twitter account. Oh, fuck. Sorry, I forgot this one. Not a direct tweet from him, but it's a retweet. After he tweeted out a link to mine by Taylor Swift, he then retweeted at KillMeFan saying, any pogs? Pogs spelled (laughs) P-A-W-G-S. Any fat-ass white girls? Oh, shit, wait, no, we we got two more. Darling, we could rent the Black Duck movie theater and request DreamWorks hit Over the Hedge. Tweeted on <laughs> November 14th. He called it a hit? Yeah. November 13th. I remember that there was one that I really wanted you you here for. That I really want. I didn't send it to you right away, Jordy. But, um... Do you have it? I do. Someone... Uh... Someone posted a clip from Selena Gomez's fucking IG Live... Where she's apparently like getting <laughs> yep. high with Kid Cudi. And Kid Cudi just And he says that weirdo shit about the Facebook stuff, right? Yep, yep. yep. He just fucking drops that shit out there. And someone and like they so they post this clip and they said, Y'all think Selena smoked with Cudi again after this? And Redacted said, Ah, oh, come on. This girl was on Barney and Spring Breakers. She ain't trying to hear that <laughs> real shit. And although that's that's wild on its own, someone else responded to him. It's the first time I've ever seen a reply to one of Redacted's tweets. And said, shook her soul to the core. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking sent me 
And I was like, I can't send this to Jordan. I was like, I want him to see this, to hear this live for the first time. I fucking just shook him to the core. Yeah, it's the the spelling on it, too. Oh, God. Shout out Redacted. I fucking love you, dude. If you ever want to get on the podcast, just let us know. Well, we didn't make it to three hours, but we made it halfway there. Ah, we didn't talk about what I wanted to talk about if we wanted to make it three hours. Well, we're not doing that. We're not going to do okay, that. Okay, I was going to say, do you want to go for three hours? Say, we were about to set the stage. No, it, it, it was literally just going to be me talking probably for an hour straight. I would have been here. I would have listened really well. I would have too. Yeah, but do you think the listeners are just like, oh, <laughs> I have to do like a huge transition into this educational segment. <laughs> we're not doing that. Oh. Uh, well, uh, good news. We have 17 Megan the Stallion songs coming out tonight. And you guys get some more Young Boy Never Broke Again. Fuck yeah. No fucking way. <laughs> he's got to he's got to collab with Rich the Kid. Shook her soul to the core. T O D A. Tuda. Yeah, you have to say it tuda. Yeah. Like one word. Tuda core. Tuda core. <laughs> Put on the Honda Highway and watch the Honda Accord. Just like Jeezy on the Superstar remix. Am I right? <laughs> if you haven't already, go find us on the Twitter at Color3Pod. We've been saying it for weeks now. For weeks. I months. personally. Months. We've been saying it for months, I, actually. I will personally. He will run that fucking bank up. Give you. Run it up. Run it up. One dollar. One USDA. Per follow. This is per follow. On the Twitter. Twitter. This is big facts here. I don't I don't I don't I do small talk. Can't what happened you? to that boy? So please. I'm begging you. Please. We on the streets. Go follow it's like us. Like the Fox and Robin Hood. Acting. A fool. If you like what you hear, spread the word. We need more listeners. We appreciate each and every one of you that tune in to listen to us bullshit. Especially you redacted. I know you're out there. Every single week you say something about it to us. We see. For an hour to hour and a half. You're still not coming on. (laughs) Much appreciated. And we'll see you next week. Shout out Redacted. Shout out Redacted. Shout oh, out Redacted. yo. Are we doing next week? Next week's fucking Thanksgiving. Oh, fuck. We, we're not. Nope. Uh-uh. I okay. can't. I'm going. I'm going home. Yeah. I'm going home early. Like, I'm leaving Wednesday. All right. Good, yeah. good to know. Yeah. Next, week, next week's I a no-go. Ju- fuck. I'll do it. Okapoko. All right. Hear me out. We have an hour t- to record. Okay. So we each record a solo podcast, but it has to last for, we'll pick a time interval and we'll just go by ourselves and we'll just do the, we'll do the podcast in order. So you'll do your AKAs, you'll do the, you'll intro the color by yourself. You'll say, what did you listen to this week? And then you'll, you'll do that. And then you'll do the reviews. You'll send me it and I'll just put all three of them on top of each other and just let it go. (laughs) And that's the episode.
I won't mix it. I won't try to do anything. It'll just be literally all three of our separate reviews going on at the same time. <laughs> that sounds like a Thoughts. fucking nightmare. That sounds awful. What? You know how funny that would be? <laughs> Bro, Bro you, you would personally... You would have would, to... If I were a fan, if I were a fan of the podcast and I heard that shit, TC, I would be giving you money. <laughs> Yo, speak, be, speaking of that, you can subscribe... To the podcast, if you would like. Yes, sir. I'm going to have to remember how to do it or where to go to for it. But it's on Anchor. You can, you can, you can subscribe there. Um, yeah, you would, y'all would have to time that out, try and time that out so much to, to figure out. One, are you, gonna, are you even going to do like the, uh, like the ad libs and, and everything? <laughs> Hey, like, mine, okay, so mine's just going to be, I won't even talk about the projects. It'll just be talking about um, the COVID response of the United States for 45 minutes. Just a monologue on the COVID response in the background. While you and Tyrell are talking over each other while you're talking about the projects that are on the docket. So, yeah, there's new NBA young boy, and then in the background, fucking Doug Bergen. <laughs> Doug Burgum, the fucking coward he is, decided that he's gonna roll back the mandates that he released on a Friday at 10 p.m. at night. Yo, that was fucking crazy. That man but then like, even last night, even the even the one last night, 10 p.m. at night when nobody's gonna be paying attention, he's just like, yo, we're gonna have sports on the 30th. I read the article, and he said uh, December 14th he's gonna start sports again because that'll have enough time for the two 14-day periods. Huh? I don't understand. <laughs> it's not like all the people are in isolation for 14 days and then 14 days again leading into that. That's not how it's going to work. Like, you're going to... It's fucking dumb. <laughs> it's just dumb. We have so much money in our federal state bank from the oil field because they've been taking a tax out on that every single time they sell a barrel and they've been stuffing it in the state's reserve. And we have so much money in there. And they can't even just like roll out some of that money to the citizens and to the businesses and then say, hey, stay the fuck home and let's just deal with it. Shouts to North Dakota. Absolutely not. It's communism. But even then, it's like, it's like at a national level, why didn't we do that in the first place either? And I don't know. I have theories on that. And I'm guessing it's because of like where our GDP sits and how much money we actually have. Because if it were that easy and we actually had the funds to be able to do that, we probably would have done it. But then again, it's like, who knows if we would have actually done that under any other president. It's just that we had this fucking idiot that literally just ignored it for whatever. But you know, It's hard to say if we would be able to even do that and sustain we fucked it. We fumbled the bag, dude. We were at the, we were on like the 75 yard line, and we've been getting safety somehow, every single time. <laughs> like they've just been shoving us. COVID has been shoving us back in the end zone over and over. Instead of checking our progressions when we hiked the ball, we ran into the end zone, laid on the ground, and said, "Come here." <laughs> You're not wrong, though. Thanks for coming, coming out. out, everybody. See you next week. I know the game. Same shit that had Pac in the tub with the chain switching lanes. Kane in the road with Godivas. Rolling pains, family Siva. Often understated, but they need us. Will you remember me? Over 20 albums deep. Still a new artist every two harvests. Candy creep off another peak. Can it be closer yet further away every leap? Will you remember me?
if I'm still dreaming it's up in the base so fans mistaken the story got lost in the pathos uh oh moments to fix you need to